Welcome to the Imbibe Live Conversations podcast with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. By tuning in, you are joining a community that will inspire you to increase balance, wellness, and joy in your life. We will offer expert information and insightful conversations to help us all on our journey to live more in vibe. For more information and articles, remember to also check out our website at imbibelife.com. That's E-N-V-I-B-E-L-I-F-E.com. We're grateful that you are here. Hello and welcome to InVibe Life Conversations with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. We are joined today by, yay, repeat guest, Karen (laughs) Cooper. Karen is a psychic medium and intuitive healer. And if you haven't checked out Karen's prior podcast with us, go check it out. Karen, it's one of the podcasts people come up to me and talk about the most often or ask me about. I completely agree. Yes. I love to hear that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And so we've loved having you and we've talked all about what it means to be a psychic and your story of how you found your clairvoyant skills and came to accept them. But there are other sides to what you offer. So tell us this intuitive healer part. What exactly is that? Okay. Well, you know, I think it encompasses a lot, but basically um, if we're looking at, um, intuition in general. So that, which is such a personal thing. Um, I think for me being, um, an intuitive healer, it allows me to open myself to, you know, my own intuition that, that then I just tune into what is, I would say in your energy field. Okay. So without it sounding a little too out there, but we all have whatever is going on in us, within us, without outside of us, everything that's in our energy field um, or beyond. And so for me, intuitive healer is about doing that on different levels. It's um, sometimes it's on a soul level, but, or an emotional level. And sometimes it's just actually also just on a, you know, a here and now level. So we can, we can all tune into our intuition in all of those aspects, I believe. I love it. And so I know you're also trained in Reiki, mm-hmm. which more people have heard of. Sure. sure. Is that different? Yes. It, well, for me, it's different. I don't know if it is for everyone, but Reiki is, uh, it's a form of energy healing that has ancient Japanese roots and uh, structure to it, which I was trained in. I am a, a Reiki master. And that is a form of just opening to the energies and healing and that sort of thing. Um, but another aspect, which I have come to know, and it's, it's my truth, is that really all energy healing comes from the same source, whatever we might call that source and whatever we might call that modality of healing. So it can be called anything, you know, um, and there are many things. So I think while people train or, you know, um, are familiar with or go for uh, sessions for certain types of healing, my experience is that it's kind of all the same. It's just how we bring it into this world. And, um, but intuition for me or the intuitive healing is a little bit more around opening that part of myself and that we all have that I call it like our, uh, our connection to our higher self. Mm -hmm. Some call it soul, our divine self. 
that for me is more about what um, accessing uh, intuition is about. Can we all do it? We can all do that. Absolutely. I think if we think about when we're um, children, okay, how we don't really, you know, really when I, I speak of it as our vessel, it's it's pretty crystal clear when we're kids. When we get here, you know, we, we haven't had uh, any experiences to tell us otherwise, for one. And um, we just, well, we don't have as many things to actually be thinking about or wondering, you know, but it is clear. But then as we have our life experiences, um, I always like to say it kind of just not clouds our vessel, but it can build up. Okay. So our intuition is not as open as it is maybe, you know, when we're younger, but what I've found um, through all of my work is that people the work that we can do um, kind of unearthing different parts of ourselves or, you know, whether that be in therapy and intuitive healing sessions and um, meditation, prayer, however we access that, that is what clears and opens the space for our intuition more clearly. I love that you gave the kid example because I can remember being a child and getting a choice. And I'm just going to use this as an example. Do you want the blue socks or the red socks and being like, Oh, I don't know. Do I want blue or do I want red? And then actually imagining walking away with the red and feeling like, Oh, I really wanted the blue and knowing that that was something telling me get the blue. Mm -hmm. And and I've, and I've kind of coached my kids on that a little bit. I said, just imagine what it would feel like to have one of those things come home with you or make it the, imagine what that choice feels like. And if you feel like, ah, uh, then, you know, it's the other choice. Yeah. So it's funny. I've kind of tried to get them to listen to that feeling too. And I think that's a little of intuition. Absolutely. It is. I mean, it's what we call that gut feeling or, but I think it goes even beyond, you know, our gut feeling, but exactly that. And if it feels you know, sometimes we're just like, that just didn't feel right to me, you know, or that feels a little off or just like that eh, feeling you're talking about. Absolutely. I think that's when we're maybe either ignoring our intuition or just not even having an awareness of it. And a lot of times I think some things we make choices or uh, we actually or do actions that are based more on what's outside of ourselves, what is expected of us or what we think will, you know, is the right answer or whatever, rather than really listening to ourselves. And I think that's what um, accessing our intuition is all about really is accessing our truth uh, outside what's going on. Even going back to that childhood example, I remember something that struck me as a parent is, you know, how you're, you have your kids and you want them to be polite And so you're with strangers or someone that they don't know. And you say, oh, well, give them the hug or shake their hand or tell them whatever. And I remember seeing, you know, or reading a couple of different times when I was young, you're teaching them not to trust their intuitions or their instincts when you're doing that. When, you know, a big beacon for us, I know I'm big on um, trusting if someone gives me a creepy feeling, I kind of avoid them. Giving my children the permission to do that too when they were young, even if it made them look rude. Yeah, that's quote unquote. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And I think it's just something that a lot of us 
didn't haven't had an awareness around but the more that it is brought to awareness it's like yeah you know we do need to listen and especially that thing about if someone and you know if someone gives us a bad feeling that my my view of it is that doesn't mean they're necessarily a bad person but it can mean that that wouldn't be a good like connection for us Okay, so it doesn't mean, oh, this is a a terrible person and they would I would be in danger, but it can mean, oh, that's not in my best interest. But isn't it funny how it makes us feel guilty? (laughs) I'll I'll give you a very recent example of just this exact thing for me. And it was probably last month when I went and had my hair done. (laughs) And Cheryl knows this. We go to the same hair salon and it's downtown. And so it's around the corner from a parking garage. And to go into the parking garage, you kind of go down this staircase that, you know, you're closed into the staircase and go into the garage. And when I came out again, the last, like a couple of appointments ago, I came and I turned the corner coming around this corner and this guy kind of came in lockstep with me and we're downtown. And I mean, this is a guy looks like a businessman, clean cut button down shirt, which is super nice and formal for Austin, Texas, you know, you name it. And he was downtown. And then I saw when he saw me start walking to that staircase, he turned and started following me and mm-hmm. something just, I mean, went up and down me and I went, I don't like this. He started asking me a question about, do you know where or whatever? And I was just said, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot something. Yeah, it's down that staircase. I walked back into the salon and said, I know this sounds absolutely insane. And I've been here a thousand times and not asked this. Will you walk me out your back door to the garage? Because I think a guy was just following me Mm -hmm. and it made no sense. And I felt this is a complete stranger to me. And I felt guilty. Like I'm passing judgment on him when he was probably just asking me for directions. And I just did that. But it is true that we teach ourselves not to do that. We do. And that's probably exactly what we need to be doing. Absolutely. For whatever reason, again, that, you know, it just, for whatever reason that you knew that that was in your best interest. Mm-hmm. And I guess it is, I understand about that guilt of like, just like, oh, it's the polite thing, or we don't want to hurt the other person's mm-hmm. feelings, or make them feel judged. But I think the way you did it certainly wouldn't have, you know, made him feel any way. And it's strange to him, I'm sure. But well, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, he probably didn't take it personally. Yeah. Even if he, even if let's just say his intentions were, you know, kind of like something that wasn't good, mm-hmm. he probably didn't take it personally, but you were able to listen to yourself. And I think that's the thing. If we can just remember how personal intuition is. It's interesting. Um, at the physical therapy clinic, I have a lot of clients that will ask me, I guess kind of medical advice. Should I do this? Should I do that? You know, should I get the, you know, different things that are medical choices with their body. Mm -hmm. And first of all, I'm not a medical professional, right. To be giving that advice, especially if it's not a modality that I actually perform. Mm -hmm. So I tell them this, you need to listen to your intuition and trust that what you feel you need to be doing is right. Mm You know, Mm -hmm. whether that's a yes, I need to do it or no, I don't need to do it. It's truly, I think our body tells us what we do and don't need. I agree. And I think intuition absolutely can, uh, is physical as well. You know, like we almost like know physically, like you said, you just, I definitely, 
Yeah, I think if, and, and I think it's so important. I do have clients a lot of times in my practice too, where something will come in, you know, in their session and it is about physical or medical. And I'm always really clear that that is not, you know, my place that I do that, but I kind of open to the intuition for what is there. And then it's all free choice. And again, it's that it usually is that part about they already know, you know, they do know what their body needs. And sometimes I think it's just like with everything else, we we defer to something outside of ourselves, including, you know, in medicine and that. And um, so I don't know, I think, you know, way back when people sort of only had their intuition to go on. And then we've had all of these other factors that have come in as, you know, our society has been modernized. And I think it's the intuition part got a little left behind or, or not valued as much. Not valued is such a good way to put it. And it's way easier for someone else to make the decision for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. But at the same time, it is, I did just a little, like, what is intuition? Just like a very general Google search before we started this. And one thing I saw is that you know, intuition is, though, recognized by the medical community, or at least by the psychological community mm-hmm. or psychologists, where mm-hmm. a lot of other maybe other sensory or extrasensory um, perceptions are not. So intuition kind of stands on its own a little of, you know, kind of having an innate feeling, or maybe it's in your subconscious and you have an understanding for that reason. So it's one that is quasi appreciated by scientific worlds. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think um, it intuition gets kind of separated a little more into it can be mainstream as opposed to things that are a little more like out there or whatever. And um, just speaking about the medical thing, I just had a memory um, of one time when my son was little. um, He's a type one diabetic. And so we we there were certain things going on with levels in his um, with his kidneys. And so we were at the the pediatric nephrologist and um, that it was an older uh, physician and he prescribed a medication that was, it was actually for something totally different, like for blood pressure, but the side effects, you know, affected in a positive way, kidneys. So anyway, he prescribed it for my son and we went about our way and there was just something in my intuition that I really got. And, you know, I have always been a rule follower my entire life, (laughs) especially, you know, in the medical thing, but I just got this like kind of ping of like, I don't, I don't think that I should give him that. And I am absolutely one that has not veered, you know, really out of the mainstream around uh, Western medicine, especially with my children and things. But I sort of, I listened to myself and I reached out to someone else who I really hadn't had that much communication with. It was like another boy's mother that, and I mentioned something to her and we, she said, oh, well, you know, I, I do a lot of this meditation and, you know, energy work. And I was like, yeah, you know, I think that, I know this sounds odd, but I think that's, there's something for for my son in that. And we, you know, every day, she was actually away for the summer out in California, but we would just convene every day um, on the phone and just do energy healing. And I'm talking about maybe five, 10 minutes. And the whole time I would have to put aside the part that was like, 
you aren't listening to the doctor, mm-hmm. you know? And so we went back, I can't remember, but maybe it was like six weeks or something, went back for um, all the tests and everything. And um, I spoke with the nurse and she, she, I said, well, I'm, I'm just going to let you know that I didn't actually give him the medication. I just had this like gut feeling that I shouldn't, you know, so I don't know. I just want to, you know, put that out there. And I didn't say, oh, but I did energy healing, you know, it was like, I'm not that crazy. (laughs) So the, the older physician walks in and he has this younger uh, resident with him that he's, you know, training, I guess, or whatever. And he said, so I was out here looking at your son's new lab work and patting myself on the back for, you know, prescribing this medication. And um, then my nurse just came out and told me that you did not give him the medication. And he said, everything is absolutely in order. I don't know what you did, but it it worked. And then he looked over at the uh, resident and I thought, I, I mean, this is what made me just really believe in that intuition is accepted. He said, and this is why you always listen to the mother's intuition. Mm, that's a great story. I love it. Cause yeah. I think being a mother is where it is super powerful. Oh yes. Absolutely. Because it's like this umbilical cord that doesn't get cut, mm-hmm. you know, it's still there. So mom knows best. Yeah. I know. know. Again, I certainly wouldn't like, I'm not advising, I eh, don't listen to your doctor. Just right. Sometimes when it's loud enough, I think like it was loud enough that I really didn't feel right about giving him that medication. So, and I would have, if we'd have gone back and it would, you know, I absolutely would have, but I, I really loved that. He even said like the, listen, this is why you always listen to the mother's intuition. Okay. So I have a question or, or just an observation. So for example, my son says, I'm going to go to the mall. And then there's this piece of my head that goes, Ooh, but I've been hearing these stories. Maybe it's not that safe. Maybe you shouldn't go sometimes. And I'm like, well, is that my intuition or is that just my head going crazy? I battle with that sometimes like knowing, is it real? Yeah. I think, um, you know, fear is a powerful thing. And so it is one of those things that can cloud our intuition. Mm -hmm. So absolutely as parents, in particular, I think it's hard sometimes to distinguish our intuition and our, you know, kind of the, our fear protector, that sort of thing. But usually I think it's like a real gut thing, not a up here thing. Okay. That's a great, that's a good mm-hmm. tool because I definitely can feel the difference between the gut and the head, right. but I just didn't realize, you know, that that's a, that helps me a lot. And I think too, when it has like a uh, a lot of details or stories around, you know, then it's always around it a little like for me that just that example with my son around that I didn't have, I, I couldn't understand why I was choosing that or why, you know, so there wasn't a lot of like, well, I researched that and it's not, you know, that would have been fear-based. I think that would have been head-based or mind-based. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you know, even that story I just told thinking back on my own words, I said, I went in saying, this is going to sound absolutely crazy. And I know it is, but like yeah. this makes no sense, but exactly what I was doing. Yeah. It's not related so, to mind. Do you have a definition? Like what is intuition and where does it come from? Um, I don't know that I have a verbal definition for it because it is such a, a thing that I feel, but I think what I'll start with where I think it comes from. I think that we all like what I call our divine self, 
you know, so whatever source divine, you know, God source universe, whatever every, anyone calls the source. Um, I, I use the term God. So I'll just say, I believe that we also are all part of that. So we're, we all have our divine self and then we have our human self that's here experiencing all of this. I believe our intuition comes from the divine self or our soul or, you know, just, or the divine, that's our divine connection. And when that is clear, that's when we can like feel our intuition so much more clearly. Um, And I, I believe that it is, and that's why I think it's such a personal thing because I think it really is just our connection. Um, And I think it is just allowing us to what it is. The definition, I guess, is just listening to oneself. Mm. and self and, with a capital s exactly that's what i mean <laughs> so for me that's my definition of intuition just like that real true and sometimes we have to get very quiet to hear it um and like i said put away the fear or you know anger judgment or guilt any of it you know but it is listening to one's self higher self And how is it different or how is it related to ESP or psychic ability, any of those things? Okay. Um, Let's see. I think I can only speak personally, but for me, when I like say in a session, when I'm opening to what is in someone's energy field and that, I think then that is more of uh, me accessing their field and what's going on, uh, for them. No. Right? Whereas intuition is more listening to just this part right here for me, um, which really we need that to be clear to tune into others a lot of times. But that's the difference for me is like the other uh, ESP or psychic abilities are like looking almost like outside of it, outside of myself, but being able to access the greater picture, you know, or really it's confusing to me a lot of times, but I think the intuition is just the thing that is more personal and psychic abilities are just opening to more. Hmm. So can anyone access it and how, like what, if someone wants to open up their channels of intuition more, what Mm -hmm. are some things they can do? I think, um, I mean, I think a lot of it really is the um, kind of what I always call, uh, being brave enough to look. So looking at the things that are actually maybe clouding that intuition and we don't have to know what they are, but when we look at, you know, we just start unraveling the parts of, well, this doesn't feel good. I always say to people, what's pulling your energy or what is taking up sometimes what's taking up a lot of space in your mind. When we start to uncover and heal and shift, and those things, then our intuition, it absolutely is clear because it's already there. It's not like something we're acquiring or practicing, but the practice is in, I think, uh, keeping that channel clear. And there's all kinds of things like diet as well, I think can, you know, can affect that. Um, I think um, outside, just really for me, it's about tending to my emotional uh, needs and shifting and clearing in that part, I think is a really big part for me at least. And I notice that one, you know, if I've been at something like, let's say I've gone to, 
a retreat of some sort where I've really just like, I don't know, just unearthed stuff where I've had I, my intuition um, just seems like it's even more clear. So I think a lot of self-care is one of the ways. It's interesting because I love that you were talking about teaching yourself to feel, Mm -hmm. you know, because I feel like um, feeling it is healing it. Yes. Because if you're masking and doing things so that you don't have to feel, Mm -hmm. you're not healing anything, you know, so. Or if we're not feeling, you know, if, if we're not tending to the emotion, sometimes we're not feeling so absolutely if we're not feeling, we're not going to be feeling our intuition either. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does intuition only come through as feelings or can it come through as external signs like that song that pops into your head or something like that? Um, I would say, I don't know if I would define that as intuition as much as that is connection. Okay. Okay. So that kind of like, you know, because usually, and yes, it can speak to us in that way. Like we're trying to decide something in intuition, you know, or we hear a song, we're like, oh, I think a lot of times that is our connection with all that is greater than us, you know, or in a different dimension, let's just say than us. So for me, that's a little bit more what that is. And again, that's also something that we can all access, Mm -hmm. but having our vessel clear is what's helpful in that too. What about when you get a ping to do something and it seems absolutely crazy to do it, like yeah. opening a new business yeah. or, yes. you yeah. know, a, taking yeah. a trip somewhere or whatever. And you think, why am I so pulled to do this? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I think we've all experienced that. And um, I, for me, I think that is our intuition. I think there is something about it that's just like, all right, it's again, not the mind thing. I don't know why I'm doing this. This seems crazy. Exactly. But- But I think it's also, um, it allows us also to be able to uh, question and evaluate things in a rational way as well. I mean, we don't just like go fly off. Oh, and so then, or sometimes we do, you know, but I think it can be there and we can still do the questioning and evaluating and still be open to it. So having parameters, let's say, or whatever, but absolutely. um, I've experienced that. And I think that things, when we know it's like a, a, a true calling or, a, you know, our intuition really trying to speak is that it doesn't go away. So mm-hmm. it might just, you know, it continues. It's like, Oh, I just cannot stop th- thinking about, you know, packing up and moving to Mexico and having a healing practice there, for example. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but, you know, there's things that they just get louder it also, I think, or they don't go away, but we can still question, evaluate. And sometimes it's not the timing in that moment, but that intuition is planting a seed, I think. Well, that's part of law of attraction too, or law of manifestation when, you know, inspired action is an integral part of manifesting your dreams, but Mm -hmm. you have to be willing to tune in and listen to that inspiration, right? Yeah, actually I hadn't really, uh, thought about that connection with manifestation, but you're exactly right. That is absolutely like one is necessary for the other. Well, right. And that's, I mean, and Cheryl knows this about me. I talk about manifestation all the time. And, you know, I do believe there are a lot of things we can do to prepare ourselves for it and and work towards it. To me, the hardest part is sometimes jumping off that cliff of, why? Why this? Why? I mean, that's so scary, though. But then you yeah. still have to kind of do it. 
Absolutely. Or it makes no sense. It makes no sense, but it's right there. And it's kind of what I've been asking for. So, okay, (laughs) here I go. Right. Because you've been manifesting it. But sometimes I think when we're manifesting something, we have such, we have such a narrow view of what it can be that when it shows up looking differently or sometimes looking greater than what we imagined or scarier or whatever, that's when we're like, wait a minute. I, so yeah, but I think that is absolutely when we access our intuition of like, okay, is this what I was asking for? Oh, it was okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, and I would say that is how I, um, really stepped more and more into this work. It really, you know, when I, back in the day when I was kind of barely allowing it or allowing that it was going to look, you know, like this, it, it wasn't the same that didn't flow the same. And then when I really, it just started showing up, I recognized it as a calling as opposed to like a goal or something that I needed to do. And once I accepted that, um, I think, and listened to that part, you know, I really listened. I was like, Oh, Oh, the part that was saying, by the way, Karen, this isn't a choice. <laughs> this is this is an offering that, you know, you're going to either struggle by not stepping into it or you can just step into it. And so that's where I think like our manifestation and our listening, but being being pleasantly surprised also when it shows up differently than we expected. Mm, I love it. It's beautiful. I know this is such good information. And I don't know. I love talking about this stuff. Obviously, Amy and I both. Love this. <laughs> so fun. Um, it's been such a pleasure to have you here today. And thank, thank you again for giving us your time. Um, you know, Amy and I get so excited to have you on. Um, and like we said, we have so many people that come up to us and tell us how much they enjoy hearing from you, hearing what you have to say. And just, you're such a Mm -hmm. gift to our listeners and Uh, us, but. (laughs) Well, thank you both. I, it's an honor. It really is just to be able to like have this conversation with you guys. I, you know, there a lot of times in many of our lives, I think we don't have as many places as we would really like to have these types of conversations. So I'm grateful to you guys for offering up space for it. That's why we started this. That's why we do it because it's yeah. so fun. <laughs> and so you can find Karen at KarenCooperHealing.com, I believe is accurate. And yes. we'll also link that in our show notes. And so you can see from this conversation, and I've had a few sessions with Karen recently, it, it's not like looking in a crystal ball and, oh, someone's coming and wants you to know. Angel's coming. and you know. Know, it, it's, it's a lot more sort of energy and talking through things and tuning in, helping me tune in to my higher self and direction and helping to know which decisions to make and things like that. And so really, if you're even getting pinged out there that it might be for you. I really do encourage you to check it out. Trust that intuition and check it out. And I think calling you an energy or an intuitive healer is perfect because Mm -hmm. that's how I would describe a session with you is healing. Mm -hmm. It's healing, whatever you need out of it, you get out of it Mm -hmm. and you leave with this sense of comfort, peace, joy, 
And like you've got a friend helping you yeah. through it. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you need to see her again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell people that when they're like, okay, so when should I set another session? I'm like, listen to yourself. <laughs> you will know. And I really do believe that. And thank you so much. I'm, I'm really glad that you spoke to the part around just even the title of intuitive healer, because I do struggle with, you know, psychic and, and well, medium is a whole nother part of the work, but the intuitive healing really is just like you were describing, Amy, it's just us accessing your higher self, your knowing, you know, and also sometimes uh, communicating with the the higher selves of those in our world in our field and that to see what's going on beyond the behaviors of others and you know that's it's information gathering really so yeah I I hope that people find it helpful and healing and you know I'm this inspires me to always just keep showing up to to listen to myself oh awesome well thank thank you. you we can't wait till next time Thank you, ladies. I appreciate it so much. And I appreciate your the work you're doing in your podcast as well. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining our conversation today. For more information or to learn more about InVibe Life, we hope you'll visit us at www.invibelife.com. You can find links and show notes for this episode on our podcast page. Please like, follow, and leave a review for our podcast. We hope that you will listen again soon.